game is over when the final buzzer sounds. The analysis ends when you say it does. This is Overtime Open Line. Interviews, analysis, and your opinion. Oilers Hockey is brought to you by Friesen Brothers. And now, the Heartland Ford Overtime Open Line. Here's Reed Wilkins on Oilers Radio, 630 Chad. Now to Stutzla out of the left corner. Will shoot, scores. Tim Stutzla goes short side right upstairs. And the Senators will win this thing 3-2 in overtime. Yeah, Tim Stutzla with the shot over Miko Koskinen's right shoulder. And that is the difference tonight. The Oilers have to settle for a single point. The Senators take it 3-2. Edmonton down 2-1 going to the third. They didn't get a tying goal from Darnell Nurse. Another action-packed three-on-three overtime as the Oilers' record on the season now 22-16-3. The Senators 14-21-4, including 5-2-2 in their last nine games. And they get the win tonight, even though they were missing several significant players. Thanks a lot for tuning in. It's 8.30 along with Rob Brown. I'm Reed Wilkins in the Friesen Brothers Broadcast Center for another edition of Heartland Ford Overtime Open Line as the Oilers hit the halfway point of the season. And they get there with 47 points, uh, so they'll have to pick up that pace a little bit in the second half of the year to uh, ensure themselves of a playoff spot. Well, Rob, first of all, I, you know we'll start with with overtime because again, it's always so entertaining. Chances both ways, and then ultimately Tim Stutzla gets the finisher this evening. Yeah, it, you thought that the Oilers would have a, a big advantage going into overtime with you know, the players that the Ottawa Senators had out of the lineup up front, they're missing probably three players that would have been in their first couple lines on the ice. And the Oilers, with the additions of, you know, Hyman, Nugent Hopkins and and Kane into the lineup, they had a, a number of different combinations you could send out there. Uh, but Murray made the saves he had to. Uh, the Ottawa Senators uh, were just, I don't know, plucky, uh, tenacious. Uh, they just had that never quit attitude tonight that after last year in the embarrass- embarrassment of going 0-9, they were just finding ways to win. And as I said to Bob at the end of the game, to me, the shift of overtime was the shift that Paul from the Ottawa Senators was uh, faced against Connor McDavid for a whole minute and a half in three on three. And twice Connor McDavid came down on Paul. Paul was playing as a defenseman. And McDavid couldn't get around him. And that just showed you the the, the the effort level and the dedication that the, the Ottawa Senators put into this hockey game. I mean, this is not Paul's, but a third-line hockey player that's going head-to-head against Connor McDavid and won the battle, or at least came out of the battle even, and then allowed the Ottawa Senators to get back to their top players. And uh, that Stutzel, what a game he had. Like, he had a fight, game-winning goal. He had a number of great scoring chances. The kid's going to be a great hockey player. And that shot at the end, there was about about the size of a puck to put the puck. And he found a way to get it in there. Nice play by Stutzel. And unfortunately for the uh, Edmonton Oilers, a lost opportunity against a team that you know, was beat up mm-hmm. and at the bottom of the standings. And somehow they won both games against the Oilers this year. Yeah, well, full credit to the Senators. Uh, I thought Matt Murray was really good. And for most of the night, Rob, and and we might as well talk about this because he is a uh, much-talked-about player, and that is Miko Koskinen. Two ways to look at this. It's a great shot by Stutzla. You know, in overtime, sometimes you get an extra split second or full second to, to pick your spot because there's only uh, six skaters total on the ice. 
Uh, but I know some Oilers fans are probably saying it, it is a six foot seven goaltender. Mm-hmm. Uh, why is he uh, already down? Why is he that deep in his net with no one for really Stussel to to look to to pass to? I mean, it, we, he Koskinen is not the only goalie we've seen getting beat over the no, short side that's the way shoulder. Play. But yeah, I when mean, it happens, I understand why it's frustrating. Yeah, but that's the way goalies play. Goalies play on their knees there. Every goalie in the National Hockey League be on their knees there. Uh, to me, that's uh, a great shot. A fantastic shot. There was just enough room to put the puck in. I mean, before, let's look before that. When Stutzla got the puck, it was a little dump-in chip by um, Kachuk, who put it along the board. Stutzla picked the puck up on the boards and then skated himself into a shooting area. He put himself into a spot where he could get a better angle on net. You, I mean, Darnell Nurse was probably fatigued, but if he comes out and takes away a little time and space, Stutzla's not going to be able to get into that spot. About five feet further away, that's a much harder shot because you don't have the angle. So, I if, if we were if we, this went the other way and that was Connor or Leon or Hyman that put that puck there, we wouldn't even mention the goalie's name. We would be talking about what a great shot it was. So to me, I'm giving all the credit in the world to that young kid. That was a fantastic shot. All right, Senators win three two in overtime. Back to Ottawa. Here's Oilers head coach Dave Tippett. Didn't didn't finish. Yeah, didn't finish. Had some opportunities that you gotta. This league, first one to three, usually can win. We didn't get the three. They did. This team's gonna make you work. No, that's 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 a big part of it right there. They force you. They make you work, and they make you play fast. They make you execute on with you know under pressure. So. You need people to make plays under pressure. So you got a bunch of great boys, half of great boys, and all the great guys do get them. And it doesn't go into you. No, it's. Any coach should be down there. No, you got to keep at it. You keep keep pounding away at it. You know, there's there's always little parts of your game you want to work on that have to be better. There's players that can play a little better. There's there's things that you can work on. Our special teams. We were minus one on the special teams tonight. I mean, there's always things you work on. Um, but we're uh, we like our team. I think we've got a good team. We got to keep pushing ahead, and uh, you know it's a game that I think was a winnable game. If we could capitalize on some chances, we didn't, so we move on. What would you say about your power play? From your eyes, when it looks disjointed like that from the press block, what do you see? Doesn't look like we're shooting enough for starters, and we do shoot. We miss the net a lot. Get in a game like that, you're just trying to find something that might work. You got, you like what some players are doing. Maybe some guys aren't having a, a, as good a game as as you think, and you're just changing the chemistry a little bit. Some here, we needed some players to make some plays. Derek Ryan jumped up there and made a great play and get us back in the game. So you're just, you know, every game is different. You're just looking for different different elements every time you kind of tinker like that. Especially when you're down, you're you're you got to find a way to get back in the game. Well, it's uh, it's the halfway mark and the tail of two halves. That's <laughs> what it is. Yeah, it gets. We got one. 
Yeah, we, we've talked about it already. We know what's coming, so we, uh, you know, we'll, we'll be prepared for it. There's a lot of teams that are going to have a lot of games in a short amount of time. The teams that missed games, and we're one of them, so we're going to have to make them up and get a little break over the weekend and come back and get ready to go. I think there's eight games in 13 days coming out of it, so it'll be a challenge. Yeah. This whole road trip, we, we came on the road trip, we want to get points, right? We weren't able to get two, we got one here tonight. Move on to uh, Washington, it would be nice to end the break with points there. All right, that's uh, Dave Tippett. I don't know about these other guys in the Edmonton media, Rob, but I bring my own mic just in case. <laughs> <laughs> but hopefully people got the gist of the questions from, from Dave's answers, but a 3-2 overtime loss for the Edmonton Oilers this evening. He was asked about uh, the Oilers' power play, which has not been as scintillating as it was earlier in the season. 0 for 3 tonight. Ottawa goes 1 for 2, so the Oilers do lose the special teams battle, which they have fairly frequently lately. The power play update for Extreme Power our products your full line Kubota dealer with four locations including a new one in Camrose check out extreme with an X powerproducts.com Rob I'm just going to focus on that a minute 43 they had to start the third period because they had the puck almost the entire time but it, it never really went to the net yeah you're right and sometimes you have had success in the past and you're trying to recreate that success over and over and over again the problem is you're facing somebody else and whoever you're facing knows where you've had that success. So they're taking that option away. And uh, the others for the, at the beginning of the year, I mean, it was a one-timer to Leon Dreisaitl over and over and over again. And I, what I think I heard tonight that he hasn't had a power play goal since the beginning of December. So the teams aren't letting them ha have that. They said, okay, you're going to get a shot, but we're not, it's not going to be that one that we're going to let you beat you with. So they're saying, okay, here's your guy, and we'll put let you go up at the top. Take, let the guy shoot from the from the point, and I do. Bouchard will shoot it, but they don't shoot it enough. And again, I go back to what I said uh, the last three or four games with you. Every single power play, if I've got Bouchard on the ice on the power play, every single power play in the first ten seconds of that power play, it's going to him for a shot every time. Force the the defenders to come out higher. Force them to get into shooting lanes. I, the way he shoots, he can break a stick. He can knock a stick out of someone's hand. Guys are going to be a little fearful because it's such a heavy shot, which would open up shooting lanes. The Oilers have got both Hyman, Pugliarvi, and tonight at times, Evander Kane. Those are big men that when they stand in front of the net, it's very hard for a goaltender to see the puck coming from the point. So uh, I agree with what, what, what Tippett said. They don't shoot enough. Shoot that puck. Put it, put it on net. And and if if it, you get they're very good at getting the puck back because it happened over and over again on that minute forty three where they went and got the puck, then shoot it on net again. Force that to happen. Get the defenders running around. The more you allow the f defenders to stand still, the less tired they get, and then you don't create the mismatches. When the others are successful, they're creating mismatches because they've tired out the opposition. We don't we haven't seen that as much lately. Well. And I think we got to hand it to Matt Murray tonight. He's the first star of the game. He makes 37 stops as the Oilers did outshoot Ottawa 39-31. In overtime, Leon Dreisettle had two great looks. Murray makes the saves. I mean, McDavid got in behind the defense a couple times, and yes, he scored, but Murray came up with a couple big saves. So, yes, we are talking about missed opportunities perhaps for Edmonton along the way, but I also think we got to hand it to the Senators goaltender, well-deserving that he's the first star. 
I agree. And anytime I'll get texts from buddies say, well, he's got a score there. Well, you know what? The goalie on the other side is trying to save that one as well. I, I, you always cheer for somebody that's gone through a little adversity and hopes that he can fight back. Fight back. Murray was, you know, a Stanley Cup champion. The Ottawa Senators give him the big contract. All the expectations, he's going to help lead this young team and give them that stable backbone to, to help them as they grow. And he had a horrible season last year. This year, he ends up going to the minors. And I've seen players that have done one of two things. I've seen players go down to the minors or players when things aren't going right adversity-wise, they quit. They, it's not their fault. They start pouting. They blame everybody else. They get moved to another team. Eventually, they get moved out of the league and they're playing in Europe. He's, he did the opposite. He went down to the minors. He worked on his game with the goalie coach down there. And he came back and he's been great. So I give him credit for sticking with the process and getting back to the top of his game. He's been excellent since he's come back up from the minors. And without any doubt, he was the best player for the Ottawa Senators tonight and deserved that first star and a big reason that the Ottawa Senators were able to get the extra point. Our adjustment of the game for pro drain techs for peace of mind down the line. Ottawa wins 3-2 in overtime. Tim Stutzla gets the game winner. So we were discussing before the game that if the Oilers are under a little more stress than they were in Montreal the other night, if they're behind or maybe have some players who aren't going, how would the lineup be adjusted? Now, we got to look at that tonight, and who knows how it'll look in the future, but you know, I think if if you would have said to somebody before the game, at least to me, Rob, okay, the Oilers are going to have to cut it down by two or three forwards. Well, certainly you'd likely expect Devin Shore to be one of those guys. Maybe Derek Ryan. He wasn't. Mm-hmm. Uh, he, he got to play and he got an assist on a nice goal. It was actually Fogel and Zach Cassian that got their ice time cut as we got into the third period. And in... Those are the type of players that you needed to step up their game against an Ottawa Senator team. Ottawa was physical. They finished every single check. Every time they had a chance to throw a body, they did. And the only way to to beat that is be physical back. Uh, And and the Oilers, some of the players were, but the two biggest physical players uh, would be Cassian and Fogel. And they weren't noticeable. And and this is uh, when they moved McLeod up to Leon's line, I do believe that Leon needs to play with someone with a little more high, a little higher offensive prowess. Uh, and Fogel, it, he to me, he's a good third line guy, fourth line guy that works hard and can be physical. I think he's a little out of his uh, safety or out of his uh, natural position when he's playing and being expected to do, you know, be a goal scorer, create plays, and maybe that takes away from his game the part that he's good at. But he wasn't as noticeable as he needed to be. And, and Zach Cassian, who's been, yeah, most fans in Edmonton either love him or get, want to move on from him and have for the last number of years. Zach Cassian, when he's on his game, is this, the exact player that every team in the National Hockey League needs. When Zach Cassian is not on his game, uh, he's completely ineffective. And we, we've seen that he consistency has been Cassian's biggest problem since he's been an oiler. There's been stretches where he is all world. And he changes the hockey game. He, he and it's not doesn't have to be through a, a, a goal. It's through a hit. It's through a fight. It's through feistiness. It's through a little nastiness. And then there's stretches where you don't notice him. And unfortunately tonight, that was more of what we saw from Cassian. And one of the big reasons that at the end of the game, Derek Ryan was out there playing with a consistent shift, and Cassian was sitting on the bench. 
All right, so the Senators win it 3-2 in overtime. Edmonton's winning streak is over after four games. They do keep the point streak alive. Now 4-0-1 in their last five. Of course, we have time for you tonight on the hotline presented by CertainTeed, 780-496-0063. The pro's choice for roofing, siding, drywall, insulation, and ceiling systems, CertainTeed Pro all the way. We'll also have more post-game reaction from the Oilers dressing room. This is Heartland Ford, Overtime Open Line. Oilers Hockey is brought to you by Friesen Brothers. This is the Heartland Ford Overtime Open Line. Here's Reed Wilkins on Oilers Radio, 630 Chad. Puck gets turned over. It's Kachuk on the right wing for Stutzla, and Kachuk will join the play. Pass to Kachuk in over the Oilers line. He'll cut to the net. Save made by Koskinen, and he'll cover it up as Brady Kachuk went hard to the Oilers net. Yeah, a lot of chances for Brady Kachuk tonight and some good saves by Miko Koskinen. That is his save of the game for Reface Magic. Transform your kitchen with ease. See the magic at refacemagic.ca. So Koskinen stops 28. He'll get the uh, overtime loss this evening. So his record goes to 15-8-2. And, and the Senators win 3-2 in overtime. Shabbat and McDavid in the first. Paul on the power play with 2.51 left in the second. Darnell Nurse from Ryan and Hyman tied it with 12-14 left in the third and then Stutzel in the final minute of overtime wins it Rob so we had six Oilers get a point tonight so it's under the eight and a half I set the line before the game for River Cree Resort and Casino excitement bet on it Trevor took the under so he gets the $50 River Cree Resort and Casino gift card Senators get the victory uh tonight and again playing without some of their top scores but they they work hard uh i mean they got some guys who can definitely uh agitate and i mean kachuk i mean i, I know the well neither kachuk I, I don't think is popular with oilers fans matthew is probably less popular because we see him more with, with as a member of the calgary Flames. but uh you know brady's a heck of a player too just the throwing i mean he went after nurse missed the hit drilled russell uh, in the third period that might have been on the numbers. Um, yeah, I, and I would have called a penalty there. I, yeah. I, I When I watched it live, I said, well, that looked like a penalty. When I watched it in slow motion, it still looked like a penalty. So it probably could have been. Uh, but as a player, he is good. He's effective. He's big, strong, fast, a nice hands. Uh, I mean, he, he had a couple great glove hand on him but uh, he he's, he's a leader what, what you, you love about the Ottawa Senators this is a team that's gone through a horrible year last year now a lot of it on goaltending uh, then they've gone through the start of this year they've had injuries they've had goaltending issues yet they their play doesn't stop they don't their work ethic hasn't stopped their attention to detail all those things continue and what it does is going through adversity here last year and this year, they're starting to build something here in Ottawa and they got a coach they believe in and they, they got a, an identity. And I think it's funny. We've always talked here in Edmonton. What's the identity of the Oilers? Well, the Ottawa senators are a team that has been losing, but everybody, when you go into their building, you understand how they're going to play you and you understand the work ethic and, and the physicality and the uh, tenaciousness, the tenacity. Uh, and, and you know, it's a hard, when you finish a game against the Ottawa centers, you're exhausted. And eventually the goaltending is going to get better and they're going to get healthier. And this team's going to be a team that said this, we learned a lot through those two losing seasons and that's why we're on the right direction. So 
I, I think the Ottawa Senator fans in the, the very near future is going to see a team that's going to start to be a playoff caliber hockey club, which will be fun for, for the fans there because they've had to endure a couple pretty tough seasons. The big ice time guys in the National Hockey League going head-to-head tonight. Shabbat for the Senators played 26-41. Darnell Nurse plays 28-26 for Edmonton, so no surprises there. Uh, Bouchard played quite a bit for Edmonton as well, coming in at 26-44. And uh, Brands, or uh, pardon me, Zub. Uh, Zub played 24-40, second most on the Ottawa Senators. We get the 3-2 win in overtime. All right, we'll go to the hotline presented by Certainty. We have Kelly on the line this evening. Kelly, thanks for listening. Thanks for calling. Go ahead. No, I just uh, call and ask, do you think with the way the lines are set up right now that we'll be able to see Holloway call up sooner? And why, you know, the one question I have is, if Skinner's the goalie of our future, why don't we give this guy a bit of a chance? Those are really good questions. I I mean, Holloway's up to what now, five games in the minors, or is it still at four? I think it's five think or six. He's at five, and he's got five points. Yeah, yeah I, I, I think they want him to completely uh, get comfortable at the pro level. I think that in a, in a perfect world, well, in a perfect world, they probably wouldn't have had him come up at all this year. But I think that they now feel that he can contribute. And when he's healthy, uh, I would guess sometime in March after he gets his feet wet down there and they're playing him a ton. If he comes up here right now, they'll probably start him on your fourth line and he would be getting, well, at some nights five minutes or other nights ten. I think they want him to play a lot of hockey in the minors so when he comes up, he'll be able to transition in quicker. He will play here some sometime this season. And I think I the more think, he plays down there will be allow him to have more success when he gets up here. No, for sure. I just think that guys like that, you know, with the speed and the game that he can play, do you not think he would add a little bit of energy to the lineup yeah. right now? Oh, oh, for it, sure. It looks yeah, like, for I, sure. You know, I think he will. And I think when, I think they just want him. It, it, it'd be hard for a young player to come up. Say, hey, a great example, Leon Dreisaitl could have used a left winger tonight. And yeah. you think, okay, that Holloway, like he's got that kind of offensive IQ. We could get him up here. To come up here with only five games of pro hockey and put him all the pressure in the world where you're playing with Leon and you've got to score because if Leon's line doesn't score, we don't go, we don't win hockey games. I think that's too much pressure for someone just starting. Let him play 15, 20 games down in the minors, maybe a little bit more. And then when he comes up, he's able to step in and he's got the confidence because he's going to get a ton of confidence playing in the minors, and it's going to make a difference. I think it'll depend too, Kelly, obviously how the team is doing, and that transitions to your comment about Skinner. You know, a week and a half, two weeks ago, everybody was pretty nervous about the goaltending, and I think people still are, but Koskinen, even despite the, the, the goal against tonight, I mean, he's had four pretty good games in a row. I think we would have seen more of Skinner. If Koskinen hadn't, you know, got the win against Calgary, got the win in Vancouver, uh, you know, really good game against Nashville. So I, I think Koskinen's play has determined, okay, they'll hold back on Skinner right now and give Koskinen a few more chances. Yeah. But yeah, I, I don't know how much we're going to see Skinner. I mean, Mike's uh, Bob referenced on the faceoff show. Smith might be able to play on, uh, on Wednesday and we're still in a holding pattern with what kind of a season is Smith going to have? I mean, he's stuck at six appearances for the year. Yeah. The Oilers are desperate. The Oilers are desperate to see what Smith can do because if they want to make a move, they got to see whether or not Smith is, is capable of getting to his form from last year or if, is he going to stay healthy? Uh, They need to know that before they make a decision going on, going into the trade deadline. So they want Smith back as soon as possible to see what they got with him. 
All right. Thanks, Kelly. We appreciate it. 780-496-0063. Senators win 3-2 in overtime. Thanks to James H. Brown and Associates. Unrivaled experience, unrivaled commitment, unrivaled results. They make a $200 donation to 630 Chet Santa's Anonymous tonight. It's 100 bucks for every Oilers goal and the total for the season up to 13,700 smackaroonies. We will welcome uh, Ron from Red Deer is on the line tonight. Hello, Ron. How are things in Red Deer? Uh, well, the wind's calmed down, and it's just uh, warming up a bit. We're at a balmy 18. Holy smokes. Oh, good stuff. Good stuff. <laughs> you guys, are, wait, you're 18 degrees Celsius there? Yes. Okay, seriously, you're like two hours from here. How could you be 30 degrees better than us? That no, is... I think he says, I think he's saying minus, Rob. Oh, is it? I think yeah, he's oh, implying yeah. negative. He's he's implying oh, negative. Oh, yes. okay. That makes more sense to me because I was about to pack the family up he's, and go on a vacation actually, to Red Ron Deer. Actually, Ron calling from Red Deer, Florida. He just had never told us that. Oh, I was like, serious. Hey, honey, get the kids. We're going to Red Deer. Take the shorts out. <laughs> okay, what's up, man? So, um, I haven't heard the Oilers having a bag, uh, a bag skate in a long time. And Rob, uh, been no. Do they do that anymore? They they had mm-hmm. some pretty um, intense sort of battle drill, one on one, two on two, small ice competition. I think that's the version of the bag skate now. Yeah, they they don't do it anymore in the national. We we don't have the Mike Keen and our Ken Hitchcock. The pucks okay. are going to stay on the bench type of practices. Oh, okay, heard. Um, also, um, what was I going to say? Uh, oh. Um, Koskinen can't score the goals. Yeah. True. Does that help help them, like, get a little motivated? Because it's like, today was a horrible day. Like, when Koskinen said that a few weeks ago? Or just in general playing for the goaltender? Yeah, like, he's been playing lights out. I know okay. he's been very yeah, good. Thanks, Ron. Yeah, I know he's been very good as of late. Uh, he gave them a quality start again tonight. Uh, t- this was a game that uh, through well through the entire game, but through 60 minutes, the reason they were going into overtime because both goaltenders played very, very well. Murray was outstanding, and then in overtime, Murray gave the Senators two or three other big saves and, and kept the puck out of the net and allowed the uh, the Ottawa Senators to get that last one good opportunity. So I thought Koskinen was good. Uh, Murray was probably just a little bit better tonight. All right. We got more post-game reaction from Ottawa coming up. Uh, Tony is up next on the Certainty Hotline. Oilers settle for just a point this evening. The Sens win 3-2 in overtime. Back after the news and weather with more Heartland Ford overtime open line. Live Oilers hockey is brought to you by Friesen Brothers. This is the Heartland Ford Overtime Open Line. Here's Reed Wilkins on Oilers Radio, 630 Chad. Got it loose into the middle, went off the stick of Shabbat. Oilers come the other way, maybe a two-on-one. Hyman in over the line on the left, over to Ryan in front. Nurse scores! Darnell Nurse followed it up! Third period goal for Darnell Nurse. That helps the Oilers get a single point out of the game in Ottawa. Senators win 3-2 in overtime as uh, Darnell Nurse, who feasted on Ottawa last season and has scored in both games against them this year. Nurse now with seven goals, 14 points, and 19 career games against the Senators. That play, Derek Ryan and Zach Hyman. 
with the assists, Rob, a nice little three-game point streak for Derek Ryan, who made a nice pass on that play. It was a beautiful pass. It was it actually was a beautiful play all around. Hyman tried taking ice, which means he moved away from the center of the ice, pulling his defenseman with him, allowing Ryan to get up in the play, and then sauce it into a place that Ryan could get to it. Ryan read the play. He knew where Nurse was. Now, my guess is Nurse was screaming the whole way up because he had his guy beat. But Ryan hesitated just long enough to get Murray to bite. And when he threw it back into an area, there was no chance for Murray, no chance for the Ottawa back checker. And Darnell Nurse scored a big goal at that moment. So all the credit goes to Hyman and Ryan, both setting up uh, Nurse. Nurse had the easy part. He just had to win a race. Shooting the puck into the wide open net was just the fun part. And at that point, you're thinking, all right, the the Oilers are now going to start rolling. Uh, But the Ottawa Senators still fought back. I got a question for you. Early in overtime, just over a minute in, Kachuk had that cut in from the left side, and mm-hmm. he jumped, but, like, Nurse had done the, the layout thing. What, do you think, was that tripping on Nurse? Like, could have that been called, do you think? Um, I, I, no, for the simple fact that it wasn't obvious, because I, I, remember, I remember the play, and we watched the replay and everything, uh, it would have for something like that to be called. It have to be quite obvious for a ref to call it in overtime. Um, I, I think for a ref to call it, the player has to blatantly dive at a guy's feet, and I don't think he did that. I think he was diving to stop Kachuk from making a pass across. Uh, it turned out to be a really nice play by Brady Kachuk, and a nice play by Nurse taking away the the the, the better shot. But no, I, I don't think it was. I mean, the, to me, the, I thought the refs had a great game. The only thing they missed was the, the Kachuk hit on Russell, which to me was was a pretty good boarding call. And he hit Russell hard. I can't believe Russell popped up as quick as he did. But no, I thought this was a well-refed hockey game. All right, so the Oilers lose 3-2 in overtime. Whenever they score five or more in a game like they did Saturday in Montreal, we turn on the Japanese Village Goal Light on 630Ched.com. That allows you to print up a coupon for a free appy at Japanese Village featuring Alberta's own Brant Lake Wagyu. Visit jvedmonton.ca. We'll go back to the Certainty Hotline. Tony is standing by this evening. Tony, go ahead, my man. How's it going, guys? Good. Okay, um, I, have a, I have a question for Rob and... Um, I want to know what you guys think about these two. Uh, the first one I have is Evan Bouchard. When he was on the power play, he seems like he's hesitant to shoot, and he'd rather pass it off to another player and hope that they can get something going. Um, what would you guys think about switching Fogel and Hyman from Hyman on the second line and Fogel to the third line with Ryan? And what do we have to do to get Cassian to wake up? I am tired of this guy great like there's great teams that are facing off against and it looks like he's just there to pick collect a paycheck uh first i i think bouchard of all the defensemen the others have has the willingness to shoot more than any of them i think tonight he, he, he there was shot attempts i think he missed the net more tonight than you normally see but i, I think he's got a willingness to for me it's just get him the puck more I think that's the biggest thing. Uh, I said right from the get-go when they signed Kane that my, my line would have Hyman on the second line with Dreisaitl and Pugliarvi. That's the line I want to see. Uh, at some point, we might. I'm not sure. They, they've tried to even lines out a little bit more by having Hyman on the third, but I'd have him playing with Dreisaitl. And Cassian, again, we talked about him a lot, Reid, you and I. Cassian's got a, the potential to be a game-changer every night. 
but his consistency doesn't allow him to be one. Let's check the other town scoreboard here for Edmonton Trailer. Looking for parts, service, rentals, or new and used semi-trailers, head to edmontontrailer.com. Mason Marchment with six points. Sam Reinhardt with a hat trick. The Panthers beat the Blue Jackets 8-4. Reed, Panthers in that game, 32-9-5. Think about that. That Marchment is a third-line player. That's their third line. Their third line for the Florida Panthers scored six goals tonight in one game. They were plus six. That is, uh, that's how good and how deep a team is when your third line can score six points in a hockey or score six goals in a hockey game. Florida's for real. And I'm just checking here. I believe this has already been updated tonight. The uh, Columbus Blue Jackets have allowed the third most goals in the league behind only uh, Montreal and Arizona. Now they... They are ahead of three teams in their division, though the Islanders have some games in hand on them. But we, 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 when we saw Columbus play here, I mean, a those those two goaltenders who have you know been rumored maybe one could come to the Oilers aren't having great years. And we thought after those top couple defensemen with the Blue Jackets that they struggled on the back end as well. Well, I mean, they they lost Seth Jones, their their superstar. He he moved on, and they haven't recovered. And uh, there was a team a couple of years ago. They were hard to play against. It was they were fun. They, they'd go head to head against the Penguins in the playoffs, and they played a a rough style of hockey that was quite enjoyable. Then things started to fall apart in Columbus. They Dubois is gone. Their coach is gone, and they are not the same team that we've seen over the last number of years. The Canucks get a big win, 3-1 in Chicago. The Maple Leafs come from behind to beat the Devils, 6-4. Austin Matthews. Hat trick up to 28 on the season. And in overtime, a guy who was uh, in the Oilers organization for a while, Jordan Osterley scores for Detroit, 2-11 into overtime as uh, they beat Anaheim 2-1. So the Ducks and the Oilers uh, competing for a playoff spot both get a single point. Vancouver trying to stay alive there in the West. They get two points this evening. Edmonton falls 3-2 in OT to the Ottawa Senators. Okay, let's go back to the Certainty Hotline. Mike has given us a ring. Hey, Mike, go ahead. Oh, hey, Hi, Mike. how's it going? Yeah, Good. sorry. Just feeding my horses here. <laughs> oh, cool. Yeah, yeah. Um, yeah, I was just uh, looking looking online and stuff and hearing some things. Is it possible that uh, Barry is going to be traded by the deadline? That's I one think of my it's, questions. I think it's, I, I think it's possible. Do I think it's likely? I, I don't know about that. I don't know if it's like because he got he just signed a new contract. He's got two more two more years after this, does he not? Oh yes, he, two he more does. years. Okay. Yeah, yeah he's got so two years after this one. It, that's that's a tough move at the trade deadline, picking up somebody with with term like that. It possible. It might depend on how Bouchard does. Yeah. Well, I yeah. I don't think I don't think so much about what the Oilers do. I think it's another team wanting somebody with term usually someone with term is what you look in the in the summer when you start rebuilding your team for the trade deadline that's not a lot of time to think about hey do i want to add this guy but we also have to add him for two more years after this yeah yeah and the other question was why why was nuge rushing that uh his shift on the overtime there he was uh he made two he could have he could have at least slowed the puck down wrap it around the boards but he just threw it up the ice, and that's when they came back, and then they got Stutzla, and Koskinen yep. was too deep in his net. Because uh, I play goalie, too, as well. I would have came out a little bit more off off my shoulder, you know. Yeah, but uh, 
Yeah, news news got to slow it down a bit. They just got to slow it down. They, you know what I mean? They're they're throwing the puck. They, you want, you know, it's go go go. Yeah, that's that's a McDavid thing. McDavid's a go go go. You you can't be like McDavid unless you can play like him. Yeah, Mike, how are the horses doing in the, in the cold? Oh, they're 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 all huddled up. Yeah, uh, got, we got a thoroughbred gilding here, and uh, the kids with ponies, and yeah, they're 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 warm. They got they got the food going and. And, uh, yeah, they're doing good. We got the blankets over them. It's pretty good. cold. I'm from high level, actually, and it's like minus 26 here. Oh, wow. Was, yeah, it was minus 40 about a week and a half ago, but I'm, I'm, I'm okay with minus 25 than minus 40. Well, I'll tell you what, uh, we're going to have a, a high rating in the equine community tonight. Really appreciate it, man. <laughs> okay. <laughs> right on. And, uh, yeah, I mean, you're right. Uh, I, I think on that one play when Nuge passed it up, I think he might have got bumped, Rob, just as he as he passed the puck. And then the other one, uh, yeah, I think he just I think he just missed the pass or there was a misread somewhere and the puck drifted down and Ottawa got it. Probably a misread. We all know that uh, puck possession is everything in overtime. We was last week with the Canucks when the was it Myers? It came in and dumped the puck in on a three on three. You 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 hold on to the puck, and if you've got nothing, I've seen teams, and I I've, I've been on teams that'll throw it back to their goalie, just throw it back to him and get a change, and then re re. Uh, set up because you do not want to give the other team possession because sometimes you give it to the other team you just don't get the puck back so uh, normally Nugent Hopkins is is pretty reliable in situations like that so my guess it was a misread and he thought one thing and the player that he was passing to thought something else all right Oilers lose 3-2 in overtime back to Ottawa here's Derek Ryan Derek, uh, can you talk about the disappointment level after tying this game with 12 minutes to go in regulation? Yeah, you guys salvaged a point, but ultimately see your win streak stopped at four. Um, yeah, I think obviously disappointed we didn't get the other point there. I don't know if we played well enough through 60 minutes to deserve a win, in my opinion, but um, good on us to battle through, just stick with it. They're a tough team to play against. They play hard. They play the right way. Um, they keep a lot of pucks and bodies away from their net, and their goaltender was awesome too. So um, credit to them, but I think we have to be a little better through 60 minutes. Is it safe to say that was a streaky game where at some points you guys played well, but at other points it was really dominated by the home squad? Yeah, it was a game of momentum for sure. Um, I thought we gave them a little too much momentum at times, and we took over at times as well. So, yeah, I think it's a matter of putting together a full 60 minutes. I think we're a little inconsistent in our game throughout the this whole 60 minutes. So, yeah. When you're going up against a team that's missing some key players on the other side, and I mean, you look at their injury list, it's quite extensive. Is that almost dangerous? Do you almost overlook maybe a team that might be undermanned, but yet there's a lot of battle level in that dressing room wanting to make up for the, those losses. I mean, I think that's a possibility. I don't think that was really the case tonight. We knew they were going to come hard. We knew what kind of game they were going to bring. Uh, they played really hard the whole 60 minutes, played with structure and a lot of grit. So we knew that was going to happen. I don't know if we matched their intensity for 60 minutes, like I said, um, but uh, credit to them. They played really hard. You guys had a lot of quality opportunities in this game. Did you just feel like you just couldn't bury those really, really quality chances that you had, especially in the second period? 
Yeah, for sure. Even down the stretch there, I thought we had some good quality chances. Their goaltender played awesome. So um, that's hockey. Goalies stand on their head. And uh, I think we did some good things, created some good opportunities. But I think we need to do more of creating um, traffic. I think he saw a lot of pucks. There wasn't a lot of bodies in front of him. So I think that's something that uh, we can build off and, and work on for sure. But that being said, Ottawa, for the last two seasons that I remember, it's been hard to get to the net on them. They, they box out really well. They play well in the defensive zone. And they don't make it easy, so. They're gonna make it work, aren't they? Yeah. Regardless of losing the line for these guys, they're gonna make it work. For sure, we knew that coming in. All right, that is uh, Derek Ryan gets an assist tonight, has a three-game point streak. Oilers lose 3-2 in overtime to Ottawa. We'll get in a couple more phone calls here in a second. This is Heartland Ford, overtime open line. Oilers Hockey is brought to you by Friesen Brothers. This is the Heartland Ford overtime open line. Here's Reed Wilkins on Oilers Radio, 630 Chad. Tim Stutzla gets in a fight in the third period and then wins it in overtime for the Senators. 3-2 is the final. McDavid is 22nd. Nurse his fourth. The goal scorers for the Oilers will go to Montreal on the open line and welcome Bijan to the show. Bijan, go ahead. Hi, Reed. How are you? Good. Okay. How's it going, Mr. Brown? How are you? I'm very good. How are you? Good, good. Thank you. Uh, before I start my comment, how I can reach you before the show? Like, you know, I know you have an email or just because I, I like to have a contact with you. And sometimes, you know, I have some news, you know. So if it's possible, you know, I can reach you after the show through some communication. I appreciate it. Uh, yeah, my, my, my show's email is in, inside sports at 630ched.com. Okay, okay, thank you. I, I know I sent you email a couple of times, but uh, that's okay. I mean, because sometimes I don't have time for the email, but that's okay. But, okay. Uh, the, the, the comment I'm trying to make is basically is, is a two subjects. Uh, I mean, I guess I'm very worried about the development of uh, Edmonton Oilers young players. Uh, if you saw this, uh, tonight or during the season, especially Bouchard, Fuyarumi, Yamamoto, and basically also uh, uh, the number 71, you know, McLaughlin. Um, for example, tonight, I just, I just, Bouchard played 26 minutes, and I count about 11 of his passes was wrong, but he gave away. Give away passes, like, you know, losing the passes and the Pugliari around 11 of them, 10 of them. Uh, this, to me, it shows me, I mean, the reason I'm asking this is because of the way this team practice. I know as a matter of the fact, I have uh, inside news, this team, the way they practice when they come to Eastern, Eastern time zones, I mean, some people, they tell me it's a joke. Like, you know, I mean, Lucy Cousy, not attention to detail. Uh, I just don't understand how this team is developing. I see other teams, young players, uh, they're in the queue, like, you know, their passes, their intensity, their body movement. This is all part of the game. Uh, Rob Brown played about 20 years. He knows. He knows if you are not good practice, if you don't do good practice in the practice, there is a habit. That habit shows in your game, and this is the result. Uh, I'm not talking about the Rysadel or McDavid, I mean, because they're superstar. Two, three times bad giveaway, or this can happen. But the young players in this stage of the games, I'm very disappointed. I, I, I know it's part, part of it's coaching. Well, I 
think oh, Bijan, Bijan, I'm just, I'm just going to jump in there. I think you made your point. We got somebody else on hold. I, I mean, I think the bottom line is those guys are playing right now because they're they're the best options at those positions, right? I mean, like I understand what you're saying. Sometimes younger players make more mistakes, but Bouchard is playing more first of all because Barry is hurt, and then he's he's done well on on the power play. So I think that's why those guys are playing. Yeah, and there's there's warts in Bouchard's game. Uh, when he's got the puck in the offensive zone, he makes the right decision. He's got a good shot. But there's times when he's under pressure, when there's a little more stress defensively, he has the, the sometimes thrown the puck away 100%. These are things he has to learn. Uh, Pugliarvi, he's there's some great assets to his game. Sometimes playmaking isn't one of them. But as you said, Reed, they are the best options for the Edmonton Oilers, and they're going to continue to improve in their game. Uh, and I've, I I don't watch their practices, but I imagine that they're harped on to make sure everything is crisp. But the mistakes are made, and uh, as Craig Metavish always says, just make sure your positives are better than your negatives. And I think all of those players, their positives are better than their negatives right now. All right, we're going to get uh, one more caller in here. We have Mike standing by. Hey, Mike, go ahead. Hey, how are you guys? Good. Good. Just a quick question, and it's not to criticize Miko whatsoever. I think he's played great the last number of games. Uh, I know with players, there's all sorts of uh, stats and maps on where they shoot from uh, and where they score from, and I know they have it on goaltenders. My only question is with Miko, I seem to find that a lot of the goals that are scored on him when he is down and it's from the lower circles on either side over his shoulder. Yeah, I think you're um, right for sure. That's I think that's why people get frustrated. You're, you're right, and there are every team has uh, notes on the team that they're playing against their goaltender, and a lot of times you'll have video on it where they'll show it over over and over in the dressing room so players can just go by at any time and see, okay, here's where the last 25 goals have gone on this guy. Having said that, a lot of players, and I know for me example, you shoot where you're, you're best at. So it didn't really matter what that goaltender was good or not good at. I knew what I was good at, and I always went for my spot. I'm guessing Stutzla likes that spot, and that's why he shot there more so than that's where you beat Miko Koskinen. Okay, we got to run. Next game broadcast is coming up on Wednesday. 3.30 face-off show game at 5. Oilers at Capitals. Oilers now with Bob Stoffer from noon to 2 tomorrow. I will have inside sports from 6 to 8. Thanks to Kellen Kennedy, our studio producer. We've been in the Friesen Brothers Broadcast Center. On behalf of Rob Brown, I'm Reed Wilkins. Thanks for listening to Hartwood Ford Overtime Open Line. Oilers fall in overtime. 3-2 to the Senators. Take care. Hi, it's Shauna, and I might be a bad parent because my kids think french fries are vegetables. Hey, it's Ryan, and I might be a bad parent because I went out for wings when my wife was in the hospital after giving birth. Johnny here. I might be a bad parent because in my house, the tooth fairy gives pocket change. But we're not alone. Len emailed us and said his six-year-old daughter's Tarzan moment going from love seat to lazy boy by curtains made him more proud than any dance <laughs> recital. And Andy left his two-year-old at the rink. All right, guys, I'm sure we're not alone, like Andy's kid. For stories and confessions like this, make sure you check out our podcast. It's called Bad Parents, and it's available wherever you get your podcasts. I left a glove at the rink.